0: EQ Headquarters, your final destination for business
1: leadership, inspiration, and real conversations. It's time to level up with Kylie Rowe and Natalie Wainwright. Join the conversation using the hashtag
0: EQHQ. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the EQ Headquarters. Make sure to follow us on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at EQ Headquarters. We're your hosts, Natalie Wainwright. And I'm Kylie Rowe. Hey everyone, if you're in the midst of pursuing your passion, and have hit some roadblocks, I know that I have, on the way, make sure to listen in as we chat with an Emmy-nominated news anchor that has honed her craft through years of dedication, overcoming obstacles, and the love of what she does. That's what this show is all about, right, Kylie? I mean, talking to inspirational leaders from around the country?
2: Exactly, Natalie. You and I have access to brilliant minds, and the EQHQ is to share those conversations with our listeners.
0: I was recently interviewed for an article and I said the name of the show and he had no idea what it meant, so I described it. And then he said, you know, what's the premise and why would you launch it during COVID? And I let him know that I think now more than ever is a time that people need hope and inspiration. And as always, I'm just thankful to be here with you, Kylie. Um, But before we get started, let's check in. How's DC? We're going on for like a month and a half, right?
2: Uh, yes, it's almost my six-week anniversary. It's been so amazing. One of my best friends came to visit. My dad was just here. Yeah. I'm so lucky. And I had a tea party at my new place.
0: A tea party, like little, like little saucers and cookies, or what do you mean? I
2: had like the full <laughs> tea service, the scones, the tea sandwiches, the tea, and um, yes, it was it was quite lovely. It was quite lovely.
0: I loved that, that is so awesome. I'm glad to hear it was a, a total success.
2: Yeah, it was a success and it's, you know, I kind of grew up um, as a treat doing tea parties with my mom and my sister and girlfriends and it, it has kind of become something special that I've done as um, some like events, almost networking opportunities or, or important events. So it was kind of neat to invite all the people that I, had, that I knew and that I just met and we all had a spot of tea together.
0: I just think that's so cool and such a like to who you are because I can tell you that if I lived in a new city across the United States for a month, I wouldn't have a tea party because who the hell am, who the heck am I going to invite? Right. So I just think that's really, really cool. Um I've been doing something new too. Oh, you wait, what are you gonna have you been up to? I might laugh. I'm obsessed with pickleball. Have you ever played? <laughs> uh, I'm
2: um, that obsessed. is you and my parents. You and my parents should <laughs> play. <laughs>
0: I make my boyfriend play with me. I make my kids play with me. I'm like, I'm totally, absolutely obsessed. I'm going to join a league.
2: Yep. Okay. Taking everything. You know, you would. You would just take that to the next level as well. I've, I've definitely heard a lot about that sport. Um, anyway, let's go ahead <laughs> and dive into our my guest. It's, it's not our typical recording day. Normally, we record on Wednesdays, but it's Monday. And actually, I think, Natalie, you and I both love Mondays. Motivation Monday, Make Moves Monday. So anyway, without further ado, I would like to introduce Kalina Estrinos. She is the morning news anchor on ABC 13, KTNB in Las Vegas. She is an Emmy nominated anchor that Las Vegas is so lucky to have before she was previously at KGTV, ABC 10 News San Diego. I really want to tell you her bio because this is incredible. Bear with me, because she has so many cool things to say (laughs) and add. Um, And I I narrowed it down a little bit. So if I miss anything, Kalina, please add. So with more than a decade of radio and TV broadcast experience, she's covered everything from entertainment to traffic, human interest stories, breaking news and beyond. Her career started in Los Angeles, where she spent about eight years perfecting her craft. She landed coveted spots on a number of iHeart radio stations, She was on one, uh, she was one of the traffic reporters' personalities for the On Air with Ryan Seacrest show. So cool, by the way. I definitely, so cool. (laughs) She hosted her own show as a personality both in Bakersfield, then San Diego. Her TV news experience went hand in hand with her radio experience, where she managed to maintain positions in both radio and TV simultaneously in every market she's been in. Her love of storytelling, hosting, and being a voice for others is what motivates her every day. She is also a proud Latina. Her background is Puerto Rican, Argentinian, and Greek, and has a natural love for food, culture, and dance. I'm so excited to have you on
1: here. <laughs> Honestly, I want you to come around with me everywhere I go so you can just introduce me like that to everyone. That was such like a yeah. hype man move right there. That was amazing. How about it? That's
0: how she really is in person though. If you go to an event with her, that's exactly what she'll do. She'll stand right there. I'm going to tell you all about my friend Kalina and how amazing she is. That's exactly how she did
1: it. <laughs> I just it because I obviously know all of those things about me, but hearing it come from you, I was like, oh yeah, I did do that. Oh yeah, I did do
2: that. Oh, that's pretty cool too. Okay, cool. So Next, they have have to be have <laughs> Next time we have you on, we'll talk about all of your new Emmys and things that you've done for Las Vegas. And I hope I didn't miss anything already because I know that you haven't even hit your one year anniversary being in Vegas, but I had the pleasure of meeting you originally when I was doing work for the Healthy Nevada Project. And mm-hmm. um, that was so, it was so cool to put that story together. It was awesome.
1: It was nice too, because you were so easy to work with. And when you're new into a new market, new station, new environment. You really, you get kind of like deer in the headlights. So what am I doing? Where am I going? Is this interview going to be great or not? So it was a pleasure to meet you and work with you that day. And I'm excited. We've kept in touch this whole time. This is crazy.
2: I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm not officially in PR, but I unofficially, I am more than happy to always be your hype lady. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I, I do. I do tend to actually walk around events and authentically introduce people to each other and only list like the greatest things and opportunities for hopefully mutual connection that people can find for each other. So yeah, I am so thrilled that you're here with us on the show. I love that.
1: I'm excited. Me, Thank you. Thank me you, too. And
0: I've, and I've been following you on all your social media and, and Kylie literally speaks exactly how she's speaking about you now publicly, you know, behind closed doors. So thanks so much for coming on.
1: I thank you guys. I and I
0: did a little bit. I've been following you, and I've noticed that you have this motto, and I'm sure you've been asked before, but I want to understand when you 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 say this when was the last time you tried something for the first time and that's such a strong thing, and it makes me think when I was reading about you I, how do I answer that question so why why is that your motto? What's the driving force behind that?
1: you know i I feel like it's one of those things when i when I was growing up. My dad traveled a lot. And so he was gone all the time, but he would come back with all these stories from all these different places across the country because his job took him across the country. And every time he would come home, I would think to myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that when I get older. Fast forward to college, two of my really good friends, they just up and leave. One lives in Europe for a couple of years. The other one moves to Egypt for a few years. And so my position kind of brings me into a, a neighborhood, a local place for a very long time, so I can't really do too much like that on my own, but they can. So when they're telling me all these stories, I'm thinking to myself, what can I do where I'm at? Whether it's San Diego, um, Bakersfield, LA, San Francisco, now here in Las Vegas, that's different than what I've done before. So here so far, granted, like you guys mentioned, I've only been here for less than a year, Um, So far, I've tried to take advantage of the places that I may not ever see again, if I don't, not to say that I'm not going to stay in Las Vegas, but fast forward 10 years, I'm not quite sure if I'll be here or where I'll be. So I've been trying to explore the outside areas more. So going to Arizona, going to Utah, places that I might not have gone or thought about going before. And especially with the pandemic right now, I think it's a little tricky to try the new things on a regular basis. So I've been sticking to the hikes. So we've been going on a lot of hikes outdoor. I think I've been to Zion maybe like four or five times by now, but different trails. So I just think it's one of those things where it's good to put yourself out there, try something new, and then you have an opportunity to share with other people too. So a lot of my friends in LA, they're like, I've never heard of Zion until this pandemic hit. I'm like, it's the best place in the world. It's only a couple hours from here. Come visit me. I'll take you. So it's just little things like that. And I mean, granted, my friends who lived in France and Egypt are that's much different than going to Zion, but it's still something that you can try to do given
2: the circumstances.
0: I love that, I what a great answer.
2: I absolutely love that answer, first and foremost, because I love hiking, but second, because I, when I moved to Vegas, I moved from Reno. And although it was still the same state, it was still new. And it would have been easy for me to fall into that habit of just going to the safe places, Going to, the, going to the place where the one or the five or the 10 or the 20, however many people that I know are, but I started thinking of this idea, be a tourist in your own town. Mm-hmm. And I love that so much. And especially now with COVID, there's not a lot of international travel. There's not a lot of travel that you can do. And so how can we explore our own town in a safe way, but see things, we're able to actually see things maybe we wouldn't have seen or spent totally. the time to see before.
1: and I think it's so important to do that now too even if you're by yourself make sure it's a safe hike and you download those apps so you know where you're going but it's just (laughs) nice to just get out there get the fresh air try something new you're active so you, you know that's always a positive thing um but yeah I mean it's better to try something new and then figure out if you like it or don't like it than never try anything new at all.
0: Very true. Very true. So what would you say it is about your life experiences up till now that make you such a positive voice for others? And why do you use that voice in the way that you do?
1: Um, you know, I grew up in a really small town in California. It's called Modesto. Um, Not a lot of people, by any means, I think we had one mall at the time, one movie theater, pretty small. And I think it was kind of the same concept, you know, growing up, it was, a, it was, four kids including myself my dad traveled a lot and so being in a small small town but then having him come back constantly with all of these experiences like he was in charge of latin america accounts he was in charge um, he lived in colombia for a couple months he lived in peru for a couple months he was in brazil argentina france like literally almost everywhere and he would come back with all these little like things to show us and books to show us and stories to tell us and and I just think that it's just one of those things where, you know, granted, like I said before, I haven't done as much as I would have liked to at this point in my life, but knowing that other people have, and I can share those experiences, even though it's coming from them to me, to someone else, or connecting them in that way. Hey, you're going to France. I can connect you with someone that might be able to help or something like that. Um, I don't know. I just... I just feel like you should smile, be happy, and try to offer as many positive things as you possibly can to as many people as you possibly can.
0: Absolutely. Especially now. Yeah, especially now. When there's so much negativity right now. Yeah. yeah. And how about, it's it's um, Hispanic Heritage Month. So <laughs> you are on the show and this will be published during the month. I think it actually ends October 15th, doesn't it? Isn't it from September believe 15th? So, believe yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a whole month. So I'm so happy to have you on during this month too to raise... We can, you know, have a successful Latina on this show.
2: (laughs) Well, why, thank you. I'll let my parents know you feel that way. (laughs) Yeah, that was um, definitely intentional. We had our last, our last uh, guest was also, I don't know if you know, um, Erica Aviles, but she's incredible, Kalina. You two should connect as
0: well. Oh, you two should Uh, definitely connect.
2: We had her on the show and she was um, amazing. And we talked a lot about Hispanic Heritage Month. But what I want to know about, and I kind of want to jump into something a little heavier. Uh So historically, radio and TV have been male-dominated industries. In fact, I think that they still are. And I do know that things are changing. Um, There was a big movie that came out. We saw Bombshell. A lot of people saw that. Um, what, I mean, what is it like? What is, what's it been like for you being a female on air and in your industry?
1: So I feel like radio and TV are pretty different. Um, my experience, I mean, granted, and I've been in this business now, I want to say more than 10 years. Uh So it's changed and it's evolved, but my, my beginnings were radio. The, the part of TV Honestly, I haven't seen too much of that. I feel like it's pretty even, but that's just my experience. Mm -hmm. So I can't speak for anyone else. I've been doing the TV side of things. If you count LA, probably about eight years, but if you count the reporting and the anchoring that I started in Bakersfield, it's been about six years, five, six years. And so for me, it's been pretty even. Um, And I haven't really experienced too much. I feel like as a woman though, We always have this tendency to feel like we need to prove ourselves in some way or we got the job because we're smart and we deserve it versus whatever someone else may think. So I feel like that's, I've noticed that just with women in general, that's something that we tend to default to. But I feel like that has changed a lot and I'm hoping it continues to change. So we get the job because we deserve the job, not and no one else has any reason to question anything that has to do with that. Radio is different. I love my radio experience. I wouldn't tra- trade it for the world. I had wonderful bosses. Um, but it's funny that you asked that because I have a friend of mine who has a radio show in a medium-sized market. She's been on the radio for, gosh, I wanna say 15 years. And she got a new co-host and it was a big deal that the show had her name first and his name second. And I never realized the impact, but she had told me that she had fought for that for years and years and years, but it was like, nope, this is the way radio goes. The, the male's name is going to be, f- the man's name is going to be first and the woman's name is going to be second. Yeah. So finally, when she got this new co-host, they flipped it she'd been nice. there for almost 20 years. Hello. So if someone deserves it, it's, it's her. And so they flipped the title and her name is now first. And I remember seeing on social media because they still keep in touch with a lot of people in radio that blew up, like the amount of support she got, just, you just opened so many doors for so many women in the radio industry and clear across the board. It was just really incredible to see. And I know that it meant a lot to her too. So I think we're slowly making strides in both, in both areas. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how, how far it goes and and how much more we, we do.
0: Kalina, what is it like with women in with women? How do you guys treat each other? Or do you find that it's more of a supportive, like, hey, we know that we're kind of outnumbered, let's stick together and champion one another? Or is it more of a, you, you know, who's prettier. And cause I have to imagine that the TV side of things is very image-based. You're a beautiful woman, obviously you're smart and intelligent, well spoken, but is there that inner between women when you, you know, notice that I, like in I, different I, markets?
1: I have to say, I haven't experienced it myself, so I can't I really that. talk That's on great. that, That's but great. I, I feel like in TV, from what I noticed is it's not, there isn't the cattiness because we're all on the same page. We're all trying to get the deadline we're all trying to get the story we're all trying to put together our stories to make air and we're all just really trying to do a good job and so i feel like when you focus on work i mean maybe in maybe when you're first starting out that might be but i i kind of started a little late so maybe that's why but i feel like because we're all trying to do the same things and it'll come down sometimes where i have a story I'm on deadline for and I don't have any context because I'm new and then a woman in in the newsroom will say hey I know someone here you go so I feel like my experience has been really really good and really great when it comes to to women in the industry and how we're just willing to you know help each other and I think it's probably because we know how far we've we've had to come for it and how much we've had to work for it so why put someone else down why not you know make everyone great and try to help as much as you can. I
0: love that. I had to ask. I love that. That's great.
2: (laughs) I really love, I really love that too. And there's, it's my, my brain works like a connector. It's like bing, 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 like all these different things. And lately I've been doing a lot of research on leadership development and perform employee engagement and relationship building and teams. And I just find it really interesting what you said, because in your industry it is so deadline focused that people are very productivity focused and that i and i do wonder i mean now i'm going to probably go on a whole rabbit hole research tangent but i do wonder now if when you're in an environment like that maybe there is maybe there is more support or more cohesion and collaboration because everybody's kind of like, look, we all have to get this done. And we're focused on the work product, not on some of these other things that really derail people and create much more toxic environments.
1: No, I 100% agree. And I think that's something that I'm I'm not sure of any other industry, but I know with ours, I mean, I wake up at 2 a.m. 1 45 it hits news until about 2 2 15 then i get up listen to the news communicate with the producers communicate with the ep get in studio you know talk to my co-anchor talk to the weather person try to get everything and i work with all all women our producers are women our ep is a is a woman and then we have a male co-anchor and then um a man as the meteorologist but it's, it's interesting, but so far so good. I mean, I've had really, really good experiences from Bakersfield, San Diego, LA to Vegas. Um, I mean, aside from usual hiccups that you deal with when
2: you first start places, it really has been pretty good. That's that's awesome. And I, I did want to, I think that me, I've always been kind of enamored with broadcast media and probably had like a secret obsession and like desire to be a broadcaster at some point and <laughs> now I'm like let's just do our own show but um but I love hearing what your typical day is and you kind of did sort of walk us through that a little bit I'm curious for you Kalina how things have changed for you as a result of um COVID-19 if that's changed your routine or um what you've been able to do or not do in your role so it's it's interesting
1: because my, so when I first started, it was maybe three months before COVID hit. Um, and then when COVID hit, they, our station kind of restructured everything, make sure everyone was safe. So a lot of people were anchoring from home, reporting from home. We had a limited amount of people that are allowed at the station. So we really never in a million years would I ever <laughs> have thought that broadcast would be happening from home. we like have a camera, a teleprompter, everything at home. Producers would be producing from home. I mean, it's, it's been crazy, but they did a really great job. I was one of the few people allowed in the building because I still didn't have a co-anchor. So because of that, I was anchoring the show by myself. So I was doing three and a half hours of news by myself. Um, Which honestly, at at first when I heard, I was like, whew, this (laughs) this is gonna be hard. But I really, I learned so much about the town so quickly because I was just thrown in there. And then because of everything that was happening like the pandemic, unemployment, people wondering what's going on with this and that and the other and they're really turning to you. So it really just, you know, I feel like it whipped me and everyone else on on the team that I'm with and probably in several other places to just be really good and make sure we are the best we can be every single day because it's it's impacting a ton of people. Um, so in that case, it kind of impacted me in the sense of I had to anchor the whole show by myself, but I learned a lot. So I don't regret that by any means. Um, and now I finally have a co-anchor, which is amazing. <laughs> so, now, so now things are kind of, you know, getting the ball rolling in that direction, but you know, morning show hours, tough One forty-five, not easy, but I really love mornings. I really love the morning show. It's been my goal for years and years and years to be a morning show anchor. So, you know, I'm here.
2: I'm doing it. I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. And now I look at the clock and, well, I guess it's not as late for you guys since I'm calling in from DC, but I was like, man, you must be trying to go to bed. It's like five o'clock, but it's, uh, it's
1: it's funny you say that we all have a different routine. So, so my co-anchor, he doesn't nap, but he stays up until like 10 o'clock. I don't know how he does it. My other co-anchor, I feel like he takes naps. I tried not to nap. I tried to go to bed at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I would have, oh my gosh, it was awful. Then I was just tired the whole rest of the day. So now I've been napping. So this is actually my regular nap time. So I'm just going to skip my nap not, today. Oh no, we got you on your nap time. Um, no, oh no, I'm totally okay.
0: <laughs> that has to be so hard to have a life though. Do you like how do you have a life if you have to be up at 1:45 in the morning whether it's with a significant other or like going out with your friends and uh, do you find that it affects your social life to have this career path?
1: I mean, luckily I don't really have a social life. Um, but when it comes to my fiance, on Fridays I try to come home and take a really long nap so I can at least stay awake and watch a movie <laughs> or something, or like make dinner. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we'll usually utilize the morning. So I usually wake up on weekends at 6 a.m. anyway. He'll sleep in for a little bit, we'll make breakfast, we'll go on a hike, stuff like that. Just that's
0: kind of great That's okay. it A
1: little bit. But hey, if I really wanted to go out at night and things were open, I would just take a really long nap and then go out.
2: Yeah naps. I'm, I'm a big nap. I'm a napper. I am a napper. I've always been a napper. So, um, okay. So what, what would you say in general is one thing that people really just do not understand about what you do?
1: Um, oh gosh. You know, I, I feel like to a certain extent, there's just this thought about news anchors and news reporters that, you know, we're, we're just talking heads or, you know, we're getting information from somewhere else. But I'm proud and happy to say that if you're an anchor, you are in every single script, you're changing every single script, you're making sure everything is accurate. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know or think that they just think you're reading off a prompter or something that was made for you same thing with reporters like i've seen so many reporters just dig 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 change laws because of the research that they've done so i think that there's this maybe this thought of they just want to be on tv versus the fact that they're actually doing some really really hardcore work behind the scenes to make make a difference in the community ultimately i think that's what a lot of people get in the this field for is to make a difference
2: Okay, I changed my answer. I now want to be a broadcaster. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. We kidding. have a position open on, if you want to try. I, honestly, I, um, I, that changed my mind a little bit because I always was thinking about it personally that you didn't really get to have a lot, get to have a lot of production control you know, and, or to influence what the story that you're producing or the content. And I, and I'm sure that it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but it sounds like you really are diving in and you, and probably during the pandemic, you were doing a lot more of the whole picture and, and in certain situations, I saw you were reporting at the Raiders stadium. You were actually out reporting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anytime you're reporting, I mean, you're developing the whole story.
1: Yeah and I would I would hesitate to use the word influence because I cuz we're what we're trying to do is obviously deliver the facts. And I think right now especially with everything that is going on between unemployment, pandemic, um protest, all that, we need to make sure we're giving out the accurate information for for you to take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of information out there that is inaccurate and I think it's our job to make sure we're giving you the accurate information so when I say I get in about 2 30 sometimes it'll be to make sure everything is accurate nothing is out of place um, or if I see a story that I'm like we really need to have this in this is going to impact our viewers in a really great way or this is something that our viewers really need to know mm-hmm. I'll be able and and I am able to make those kind of judgment calls mm-hmm.
0: So let me ask you this: This show is called EQHQ, obviously emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. How is it for you when you're reporting on something that you fundamentally disagree with, whether it's politically or BLM, and you're passionate about it? How are you able to not influence what you're saying, not give a personal spin on it, and just be fact-oriented when inside you're screaming? Um, how do you like keep your cool?
1: You know, you just do. Really, you just. I know it's it a really simple it's a really simple you can't really think about it because it's not about you, you know, yeah. it's not it's not about you making sure someone else sees what you see or why you see it. It's about what what it what's actually happening and, and the factual information at the at the time.
0: Okay. I had to ask, and that's what I love about this show. Is that you know, if you and I went to get a cup of coffee together, or maybe we wanted to do work together, I wouldn't ask you that question because it's personal and it's it's deep, and who knows how you're going to respond? And that's why this this show has been such a great influence in my life and helping me grow. Is that's such a good point. It's not about you. It's not about your spin. It's not about what you care about. It's about delivering whatever the news is. And I think that's that goes across all industries, not just what you're in. So that's great. Yeah so what are some of the um, greatest lessons that you've learned in your career you've been doing this a long time so across tv and radio what you could say let's say kylie i mean she sounds interested
2: um, guys <laughs> i'm kind does, of joking so. if there was a way it could be like a contract like <laughs> that's that, like just like a side like a little like a side hustle I actually like just
1: moved to DC. She's like, wait, can I, let me see what I can do. I definitely think you have it in you. Let me see what I can
2: do. No, no, I mean, no, but I'm serious. Like, here's the thing. You have to sign a contract, right? And you're like, you had to get permission to be on our show. Thank you, by the way, for being willing to do that. But there, but I mean, have you ever seen a, um, like a, a, like part a very part-time broadcaster that also <laughs> runs their own business and does all these other things you know i can't, <laughs>
1: talk I, can't about me anymore.
2: I can't see
1: i am not i can't say that i have seen that but you know hey you never know you might be
2: it's the first changer. it's maybe first, i can be a correspondent for you guys from dc you guys might <laughs> want somebody i'm just saying okay anyway all right let's i'm serious i'm so sorry i totally hijacked the question oh my gosh no you're totally fine now, it was about you and and lessons that you've learned in as you really have you as you've really risen in your career from radio to TV and I mean now you're in your gold job that you've had for years you said to be a morning news anchor. So yeah, what are your lessons?
1: Um so I <laughs> I feel like between radio and TV, I've learned a lot. And I've had some really, really, really amazing bosses along the way and a lot of great mentors. And I think bottom line, couple things. First, don't lead with ego. Ego yes. is the devil. Um, and I, I think that that can go clear across any type of job that you're in. Just don't have an ego. And also just be human. I think this might sound so silly, but I did an interview the other day. Um, was someone from the Office of Traffic Safety, I think, when we were talking about when you're driving in the car, how you have to think of the person to your left might be changing the radio station, the person on your right might be yelling at their kid in the back seat, the person in the front might be doing, so everyone around you is doing something, and has something else going on, and you have to be aware of that. So I think day to day with work, I've learned and what other people have kind of told me as well, is you have to be human and you have to understand that your home life is different from someone else's home life, is different from someone else's, what they're dealing with with their kids or what they're dealing with with work or just internally. And I think that that's something clear across the board that will help in every single way to just understand we are all humans. We are all on the same page. And even though I might not be going through what you're going through, I can still understand and try to make that a more peaceful place for you to be and for you to work or just live live in so no ego and just be human probably the two best pieces of advice and also never give up but I feel like that's something that we all (laughs) we all tell ourselves if anything it's never give up
2: well it's not I mean it's a really rare to have a position like yours and competitive and you wouldn't get there if you weren't art immaculate and impeccable with your words, with your presentation. And I do think even though you can't really show your passion or your beliefs, I do think that there is a level of emotional intelligence and um, that's shown in the way that you conduct yourself with others, because you have to, especially if you're doing an interview, you do make, I mean, you interviewed me, you made me feel comfortable. You connected with me, you know, and I think um, that's that human side of you that, you're talking about. And I, I love that. No ego, be human, factual, never give up. I, I love that. Um, so I know, Natalie, should we jump into some Tim Ferriss or should we keep going? Did you have any other? Um, I know I'm, I'm talking so much. I'm so sorry. No, we love it. Of course. I mean of Are you course, joking?
0: You know, you're the first guest that we've had that and I've had other shows before this, um, but you're the first guest that I've had where I've been intimidated to have you on because what? this is this is what you do. So you could be looking at us like you have ladies, what are you doing? And so you've been so gracious and you're you're not t- over talking. I mean you're this is probably one of my favorite shows that we've done. Yay. So I shouldn't say that, but um you've just given <laughs> such a great amount of information and been so positive um, yeah. and so great. So I think you you have a lifelong fan and I'm happy to have you in, you know, I'm still in Vegas. Um,
1: oh, I need friends. You. Can we be friends? <laughs> <I don't laughs>
0: Absolutely. Know. That's where I was headed. Um, Perfect. No, just to have you as a part of the community. So I, I genuinely mean that. I think it's people like you that come from different markets. And I, it sounds to me like, you know, what a great community we are. We're small, we're different. And it's people like you that make it such a great, like a melting pot, you know. Um, of, so I'm just, I'm happy to have you as part of the community. And I liked you before, that you were great. But now I genuinely, I see why they have you on air. Because you don't have to be controversial. You don't have to be anything other than what you are. Because you're you're great. So thank you. Hi guys. No, I mean, you're great. So this is, this has been great. I think we, I think we wrap it up there um, with that quote cl- with what you just said. I mean, that was that is I think how we're going to be titling the episode um and I think our listeners are definitely going to want to get in contact with you and follow you I know I'm now naturally more curious how do people follow you
1: oh my gosh so easy although my name is so hard so it's just my first name and last <laughs> yes, name <yeah. laughs>
0: but I mean
1: Kalina Estrinos uh I, do I need to spell it for you guys no give
0: us your okay. handles
1: that is my handle <laughs> it's Kalina yeah, so let's
2: let's spell it let's spell it
1: Okay, so Ruddy. It's very long. K-A-L-Y-N-A. Last name A-S-T-R-I-N-O-S. And literally every handle Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have a Snapchat. So I'm not there. I think I might have a TikTok with no videos. Good to know.
0: Um, that's everybody. <laughs> that's everybody in our age range. We have I really a- wanted
1: to try to get some videos with my new co-anchor just because I thought it'd be fun, but we haven't, we haven't done that yet. It, that's, that's on my agenda.
0: And we'll link to all your stuff as, I mean, we'll have your name listed out. So if people want to find out more and follow you, hopefully you'll just get a bunch of new followers and new connections to make.
2: Yeah. that's it. Awesome. Well, um, what I'm going to say is thank you so much, Kalina. You're amazing. I'm excited that um you were on the show with us and um for the listeners out there anybody who is listening if you have any guests or subjects you would like us to cover do let us know and and Natalie how can people find us how can people find the EQHQ online
0: so we're all over at EQA, um, EQ headquarters spelled out. Headquarters is spelled out, hashtag EQ And I challenge everybody that's listening to this episode. I'm not the only person that's like, I'm like inspired to get, it's two o'clock on a Monday afternoon and I'm inspired to go on with the rest of my day um, because of this conversation. So I know I'm not the only one and I know I'm crazy, but I, I mean, uh, so interact with us on this episode as well. If you have uh, questions for Kalina, um, you know, tag her, she's all over everything, obviously, as a news anchor, tag us, and keep the conversation going, and we'll probably have you back on in, like, six months, if you don't mind, because this was great. Of course, this is
1: great, I love it, you guys are so wonderful, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, and I hope you get to have a little bit of a nap later. Oh,
2: I will, I appreciate (laughs) it. Thanks. All right, thanks, everyone.